watching more on like <laughs> your Mormon neighbors and how you want to like just blast porn and just like leave your house. Have you considered doing like the real? I don't know why, but this point has you been... know actually they've been the nicest neighbors that I've have had. Of course, they're Mormons. <laughs> no, but anyways, I don't know why, but if you've noticed on like weird porn websites or just like regular porn websites too, like brother sister stuff is like taking an uptick. <laughs> Like, stepsister fucks unwilling brother or something like that. Which is just, like... This was not in our list of topics today, by the way. It wasn't, but you know what it is. Um, anyways, guys, welcome to episode two of the Me School Arcade podcast. Hey! You, you might have just heard our brand new intro music, so that's awesome. Um, if not, we're having technical difficulties. We're having so. some technical issues if you've not heard the intro music. You should definitely hear the intro music in the beginning. Um, or you have just hearing problems in general, so... <laughs> You've probably figured this out by now, but this episode's a couple days late. Why is that, Jesse? Because we both work full-time jobs. <laughs> yeah, we'll just... Pretty much. Anyways. Uh, um, no, do you have another reason? <laughs> scheduling's a bitch. <laughs> Life is hard. I don't know. It's hard to get our entire staff together at once. Two people. It's both of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, this is going to be the last episode, hopefully. Where we only share one microphone. Fingers crossed. So uh, hopefully by next episode, Jesse should have much better sounds. Right now we basically have to kiss when we get really close. It's pretty intimate. It's been romantic. It has, especially the part how we're all like naked and stuff. (laughs) Um, I feel like the acoustics are better when you're just naked and covered in butter. Anyways, uh, just some quick housekeeping. So this one is going up a little bit later. I'm going to try to have it up tomorrow, which will be Sunday. Um... Just because I have a bunch of free time tomorrow. Uh, We're also planning on doing like Metal Gear Survive as a video. I decided that I want to make some changes to that because I wasn't super pleased with the product we were headed towards. And I'm a perfectionist. So hopefully we're going to do something that's way more kick-ass. That you guys would get way more enjoyment out of than just like watching us play video games. And like stabbing zombies over and over. Basically we're going to put more work into the videos than Konami put into the game. Well, I mean, that's still not that much work. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've already exceeded that limit. Like, I mean, I could probably just go, like, record a video of a potato, like, rolling around somehow. <laughs> and that would probably be, like, more work than Konami put into Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> but we're super not biased. No, we're going to go into it not already hating it. Because it's a piece of trash. Like we did. I traded Monster Hunter World for this game, so I'm even more pissed because I had... I didn't have high hopes, I just had hopes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see how this goes. Um, but anyways, I, I pretty much know what to expect. I'm sad that I have to dedicate the next two free days of my life to playing Metal Gear Survive, which kind of sucks, especially yeah. because you get the far more interesting Kingdom Come. I was really bummed at first because we only got it on one platform and it was the platform that we both don't both have. And now that I don't have to play it anymore, I'm really grateful that we only have it on the one platform. <laughs> I actually almost considered um, getting it on PS4 and then I was like, if I have to buy two copies of this shitty game, that's <laughs> I'm going to oh, be so upset man. with myself. No, that's fair. Um, anyway, so... You guys should see that within the next, like, two weeks. It's going to be a while to get that out just because it's a lot more effort and we don't really know what we're doing uh, particularly well, um, if you can't tell by everything so far, which is one thing. So The answer to most issues we're running into is that we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, we now have an Instagram. I don't know if that was up last time, but you guys should totally go check that out. Uh, we're going to be posting kind of some behind-the-scenes stuff there. 
Um, we basically have our own little like casting couch photo on there right now. That's getting a weird amount of attention. That's probably having the fast, like, no, just the Instagram is having like the fastest growth. Oh, I thought over. you meant just the casting couch photo. I thought people were just typing in casting couch and for some reason we were the first result. Probably. Um, <laughs> no, but I've posted like three photos on there and it's already at like 30 followers. Yeah. It was. Our, I mean, our first, I've been, I've been following our first podcast just on YouTube and you guys seem to be liking it. Um, it's been getting a lot more attention than I expected. So I don't know where we're at on SoundCloud, which, by the way, you can check this out on SoundCloud, YouTube, or uh, through iTunes. Um, iTunes is probably like the most legitimate way to do it, but it takes a few more hours than the other ways do. Um, unless, of course, YouTube takes a while to upload, which is always possible. Yeah. Um, but we super hope you guys are loving it. Send us any feedback. Jesse doesn't have an official uh, email yet. He will probably after this. I'll probably set it up tomorrow just because it's a nice thing to have. But if you have any questions or anything like that, any comments you'd like to send in, send it to Cameron at MeSchool.com. You probably know how MeSchool is spelt if you've uh, come to our website. Or you can read the title of this podcast. Um, <laughs> or you found this podcast. <laughs> One person's just going to be like, this was sheer luck. <laughs> I'll never get back here again. I'll remember you. We somehow got listed on StumbleUpon. <laughs> I have no idea what StumbleUpon is. Did you just, oh man! Did you stumble upon it? So no, StumbleUpon was like I don't I don't even know if it's still a thing. StumbleUpon was like a website we used to use back in the day, because I'm slightly older than Cameron, um, where it would just basically redirect you to sites that you might think are interesting. So it would ask you like a couple of hobbies and, and things like that. Always led you back to porn. It, I mean, it really circled circled around that. Um, really the brother-sister stuff primarily. I think that's really what tied in all the other websites. To be like, you know what? StumbleUpon has is, is really got this figured out. Maybe we should get on board. If anything's going to get us de- – like I feel like all of our content thus far is going to be de- de- demonetized in some way. I mean, I feel like we shouldn't have to worry about being demonetized until we at least get monetized. So. <laughs> I just don't want those three strikes to happen too quick. <laughs> like, we're going to burn through them fast. <laughs> I don't know what falls under fair use, but probably not most things. Oh, man. I actually managed to get a license for that intro music that we just got, which nice is awesome. I'm excited to not get sued for that. I'm super excited to not get sued for that. We're supposed to plug the guy, but I complete. It's been a week now, so his name's probably Steve. Actually, no, it's Axe something. <laughs> Axe, check out Axe. No, it's it's. it's I'm definitely gonna plug him somehow. It might not be on this one, um, but next week for sure I'll have the license and everything, just because he's a creator and I want him to get his credit where credit is due. Um, but anyways, moving on right into the show. Six and a half minutes in, seven minutes in. Um, it's been a super weird week in video games, specifically because video games keep mixing with politics in really weird ways um obviously this is following the tragedy in parkland florida the shooting um but donald trump has expressed desire to i, I say express desire for a point we'll get to here in a second donald trump has said that they are going to have a meeting with uh, executives in the gaming industry but no executives in the gaming industry have been uh, been invited to any sort of meeting thus far. Um, so, and this is coming from the ESA. So the ESA, for those of you that don't know, is the Electronic Software Association. Uh, they represent major companies like Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, um, Warner Brothers. Basically, if they make AAA games, they're probably in the ESA. And Jesse, I don't really know how you feel about this. And I don't want to get too political, which we keep saying, but it seems like these last two episodes have just been a tumultuous time. 
but I don't want this anus-mouthed orangutan anywhere near my video games. I mean, yeah, I understand it. Um, I feel like for, I mean, as long as I've been playing video games, there's always been someone trying to make a connection between violence and video games. Um, and no matter how many studies come out saying that, um, you know, any, any connections are unrelated or, or available in any media that you get anyways. Um, you know, there, there's still always someone who's kind of has like their own war on video games. Um, and it seems like, and it's, it's, it's not just video games, but I think any media that represents violence as, as a whole, um, can, can be attacked. I mean, like when, uh, there was so much, so much censorship for comics that, I mean, it got ridiculously hard to even where write. Where comics were just like banned, basically. Yeah, where, yeah, it became so hard to even write a comic that was, that was interesting or worth reading. Um, that the comic industry almost took a dive before it really got started. And I mean, that applies to everything too. I mean, to a lesser or a greater extent. I mean, for a while, even pinball was so like fucking crazily. I, I don't know if you know this rule, but there's a rule that like New York or San Francisco, somewhere like that. To this day, you still can't have like more than three pinball machines under a roof, which is like a, one of those weird laws. <laughs> It's like all pigs have right away and no more than three pinball machines below one roof. But if you put them out on like the back patio, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> so and if you do have enough enough pinball machines, if you have more than two, they, they can't all be space related. <laughs> <laughs> no, officer, I swear. Only one is space related and the other two are outside. <laughs> They're not under the patio, officer. No, please. What else will the children play? You took away the comics. <laughs> you took away the comics. <laughs> no, but it's it's the type of thing, like, really, what are they going to do? We've so established ourselves as a medium, um, kind of in the fact that we were protected under freedom of speech laws, mm -hmm. that it's really kind of hard for the, him to go in and say, like, oh, hey, well, there can't be violence in video games anymore, especially in a society that, like, values guns so much. Um I mean, obviously, video games aren't the only thing that are, like, showing gun violence and things like that. There's, like, the news. Um, there's deeply rooted violence just kind of all throughout the U.S. I mean, it's history. Um, obviously, we we value action movies like no other country in this world. Oh, yeah. Like, we're the only country where Jean-Claude Van Damme shooting someone is totally cool, but seeing boobs isn't. Um, or Steven Seagal could ever be an action hero. <laughs> 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 what do you have a problem with like ponytails and like sportsman glasses when you're 50 and overweight and still making action movies like really serious ones yeah i do i only like halfway know what steven seagal looks like so <laughs> like honestly you could probably show me a weird mel gibson photo and i'm like steven seagal yeah mel gibson with ponytail <laughs> i loved you in oceans 11 steven seagal in ocean 11 <laughs> No, and neither's Mel Gibson. What about Ocean's 13? <laughs> no, no, he's not. Aren't they making a prequel to those movies soon? Oh, God, I hope not. I hope it's like Ocean's 1. Like, it's just one oh, guy God. trying to, like, pull off a heist, and you're just like, fuck, man! <laughs> I can't even get in the bank anymore! <laughs> Young Brad Pitt, played by Taylor Lautner, who's gonna do it all by himself. That would be great. <laughs> what was... He was in an action movie, too, after Twilight. Taylor... Uh, yeah, the... And then I don't think he's been in anything Hostage since. Hostage or Runaway or something, yeah. What an interesting career development. You be in Sharkboy and Lava Girl, and then you go to Twilight. And then, like, whatever. No one ever thought, like, hey, we're going to build a whole series around that young kid from Sharkboy and Lava Girl taking off his shirt. Does Cooper know how to open doors? He's getting there. 
You guys will never know if Cooper is a dog or a fucking kid. <laughs> no, Cooper, don't play with that. <laughs> Not the glue again, Cooper. <laughs> yeah, Um. anyway, what were we talking about? Anus, mouth, orangutan. Yeah. This is especially, obviously, like, I... <laughs> I lean a lot more to the left than I do the right, so fucking deal with it, Um, snowflakes. I have loose pants, so I kind of lean whichever way. It just, wherever the wind takes them, it's weird. It's like watching a squirrel. Um, No, but this isn't the type of thing that I'm like okay with being touched. Um, I really believe in freedom of expression, whether that's uh, to protest violence or if that's to protest nudity, whatever you want to protest. I think that you can kind of have whatever opinion on things that you want to have and obviously that's only to an extent like i don't know if you remember the game hatred that got banned from steam a long time ago that was basically just orchestrating a mass shooting that obviously that's that's not an artistic expression that's just something filled with hate that was that game was created to generate media blowback just to that was the best form of advertising well and i think there are controversial stories where you know good gameplay and good freedom of expression can be had like um far cry 5 right now is a really that's a, a prevalent example was, yeah. um especially i don't know if you've seen on twitter the picture of uh all those people that brought guns to church oh yes <laughs> <laughs> i actually saw a tweet i forgot who this was by but it was just a tweet with that quote and it's like far cry 5 looks amazing yeah and like that honestly like just recent events has me more excited for far cry 5 for than anything cry, else I, i'm more excited for far cry 5 than i've been for any other far cry game for like sure. you could put up far cry 4 and far cry 5 next to each other i probably could only barely tell a difference <laughs> but i'm excited for far cry 5 especially because i found out you can have pets in that like you could in uh primal nice but there are also guns which is what i missed in primal <laughs> um, yeah primal i just got sick of like the whole survival system trying to stay warm so and yeah pretty much uh <laughs> so another aspect of this is who is he meeting with obviously if no one from like is he just gonna kind of show up like it, i hope it's just like one entry-level developer is like what can you do and he's like i coded the uh the hud for uh for call of duty um and i don't know dude like i could probably make the hud cover up some more blood or something i think that would be a way to do this <laughs> You're an intern at Bungie. Like, How I can just... you fix this? <laughs> it's like, I bring the coffee and I was like, is it violent coffee? <laughs> is there any blood in the coffee? No? Okay, then it's fine. We'll ban the coffee. I hate how good that accent is. <laughs> you, gotta, you can't see on the microphone, but I'm definitely scrunching up the face. It's more more about the lips and the face than anything else. It's cool because I can see your anus mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... um, I mean, I think it's like one of those things that like... You know, it's it's as far as anus mouth orangutans go, you can only expect so much to get done by doing like by, by, Do you by think he's coming mouth- here? <laughs> got it. <laughs> Where are the people he's meeting with? I couldn't get into game developers, but I got these low lives of school dot com. But uh like like, you know, if I'm if I'm having a big birthday party and I want everybody to come to the birthday party, but I don't tell anybody about it or This is like the anybody, third time you've mentioned it today. And I just, I'm starting to think I missed your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I just really think, like, as my partner at MeSchool.com, maybe you should have fucking done something. <laughs> uh, but, like, I don't, I don't know. That's just the best example I can, I can think of. If he's not going to invite anybody, I don't really know what he expects to get done. And I think like it could end up being one of those things where maybe he just wants to get mad about something, so he's going to get pissed about no one showing up. Or it being the biggest press conference that's ever happened. It's just everyone. Everyone. 
It was like, America, I want you here. We didn't have any cameras there, but everyone showed up. We got a lot done. 300 million people were in attendance. It was the biggest America party ever. (laughs) Obama couldn't have done it bigger. (laughs) What if it's just like he only gets Kojima and Kojima just does the weirdest shit? Like he shows up with Norman Reedus in like a gym suit. And Norman Reedus just has the baby and he's like... I don't know what this is about, but I like it. Gim suits get me excited. Death Stranding, endorsed by Trump. <laughs> Have I shown you the Eat Standing photo? Yeah. Another Twitter thing that doesn't get enough credit. Oh, the memes. The memes are good. But anyways, I, I'm super ex- I, I'm interested to see how this goes. Um, I don't really think anything's going to come of it. Honestly, uh, I was reading an article that was like, maybe he'll just forget about this entire thing. <laughs> And honestly, at this point, it's like, no one's been invited. I feel like this is probably just the type of thing where he might have said something. To me... Didn't really want to back it up. Yeah. To me, it feels like a publicity stunt of just, you know, the awful tragedy happened. Something needs to be done. Um, You know, Donald Trump's taken a pretty clear stance on gun control. And again, we don't want to get too political, but he's taken a pretty clear stance. So I think... (laughs) I don't know if you've been reading the news. It is not a clear stance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not anymore. I mean, he did when he ran originally, but... Not and then much. the last week has been like, ah, oh, yeah. It's almost like we can't keep this guy who doesn't know what he's doing to stay consistent. Weird. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, <laughs> so this also kind of ties into the politics thing. This is the stupidest kid, I think, maybe ever. Not ever. There are stupider kids out there. Um, <laughs> anyways, so I forget where, but a federal, this is just going to be kind of quick fire news real quick. Um, a federal judge has banned a child from playing violent video games after he threatened a mass shooting. Um, so apparently the kid said, uh, if y'all keep talking about school shootings, I'm going to do one, which grammatically is awful. And as of recent events is even worse. Um, so he killed was the English language. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, obviously that's like. The last couple of weeks, that's a fucking stupid thing to say. That's a stupid thing to put out on Twitter. For sure. Um, it's very immature. Like, everything about that is wrong on so many levels. It's well, super it's just insensitive. it's extremely insensitive, yeah. Um, and so, kudos to this judge um, who told him, and I quote, you can play all the Mario Kart you want. <laughs> Which, to me, like, that causes more anger than, I like, I feel like Doom I does. get more aggressive over Mario Kart than just about any other game. Like, honestly, Doom is, like, what keeps me from not shooting. <laughs> Doom is a relaxant. Um, but anyways, yeah, what an idiot. And Yeah. It, it's funny seeing someone actually be banned from violent video games. For me, that falls under unusual punishment, but to each their own. I mean... Yeah. Eating lobster used to be considered un- cruel and unusual punishment. None of us are seafood guys. Right, yeah. <laughs> that would feel weird to me, so. Shellfish will kill my mom, so wasn't really raised on it. <laughs> and it will make you kind of feel bad. Yeah. So. <laughs> Your punishment is to have an upset tummy. <laughs> Which, I mean, is fair enough. I-, I feel like our entire show is basically, like, just bashing food and politics at this point. These are things we don't know much about. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> and then... Uh, one more thing. Um, this is also kind of quick fire. Bridget, the new Overwatch hero, is now in the PTR. She was jumped super quickly. I feel like the leaks or like rumors didn't it last just, very yeah, long. Yeah, I just kind of dropped her. Yeah, it was kind of um, like a week long thing. Her name is Brigitte. 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 Is that actually that is fucking actually with me? Jeff Kaplan approved? 
Okay. So yeah, I thought it was Bridget too, and then I watched uh, you know the origin story and got as much information on her as I could before I jumped into the PTR and gave her a try, which she's Brigitte really fun. But yeah, she's she's Brigitte because she's Torbjorn's daughter. Um, super cool hero. Lots of re- really interesting applications. Um, one thing I noticed, I mean, it, it feels like they're they're really buffing up the support class now. They oh. are, which is kind of frustrating because I'm a defense main, <laughs> um, drunk crap mains for life. Uh, Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this tweet today that was uh, half of my conversations are going to be about Twitter. It was this girl that was like, uh, I was in a store and a guy saw my, uh, or I complimented a guy on his junk rat shirt. And I told him that I was like a Reinhardt main, but not by choice. And he looked me dead ass in the eye and said, super sincerely, you don't have to be what they want you to be. <laughs> <laughs> it was like words of wisdom from a junk rat main, which I never thought I'd say. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, it's... Have we gotten a support character since the game... Or I mean, a defense character since the game launched? Uh, Orisa. Oh, no, defense character... I can't think of anyone. I don't think so. Because we've gotten Doomfist, Anna, um, <laughs> Sombra. Moira. Moira. Lots of us. Brigitte. Bri- yeah. I, I don't like that name. I can't... I don't think they'll change it for you. I Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I saw Jeff Kaplan at BlizzCon. <laughs> I didn't like talk to him. Did he see you? I was in the crowd. Or I, say, hey, what should I name this character? He was facing my direction. Well, I mean, Moira was, was still brand new. So. <laughs> but I do love seeing them. They are churning out content. I mean, I feel like we used to get characters once every six months. It's been, what, two months since we got? Yeah. Yeah. Moira was not all that, that long ago. No. So. And then, I mean, we just got Blizzard World, which is the best map they've made. See, I hadn't played Overwatch in so long until... Uh, by the way, uh, MeSchool.com is going to be streaming pretty frequently as well. Oh, yeah. Actually, we'll plug that really quick. That's a good point. Um, I just downloaded Vermintide, so I'm wanting to play that over the next couple of nights. Um, Overwatch, obviously, is something that we can always go back to mm-hmm. because it's going to be there, presumably, forever. That game will Hopefully. probably now... It, it's so established, I don't think we're going to get an Overwatch 2 ever. No. Um I can't see them scrapping it and trying to do it. I think they'll just keep building on it. Eventually, there will probably be, like, paid expansions, but who knows? Honestly, it's now... It's such a service. Like, there's always going to be people, like, buying the game. Yeah. Um, not Minecraft level always buying the game, but I feel like it's going to rank. Well, and I know many people who have bought many copies of the game, so... Right. Uh, most of them... One of them's in this room, actually. You. <laughs> no, I only... Oh, yeah. For different platforms. I mean, like, on the same platform to have multiple accounts. Because they they like, want to smurf and they, stuff like that. Well, no, and I've I've I was talking to someone today who had gone on such a losing streak that his SR was just so low that he was like, honestly, the game's on sale right now. It'd almost be easier to just start over, get to level twenty five, and go through my placements again than actually climb out of this elo hell that I've got myself into. And so he's done that, and then that became his main account because it was so much higher than his other one, and he made his original account the smurf. That doesn't feel like an adult <laughs> solution to this issue. <laughs> Well, okay, maybe it's either the most adult or the least adult way. And it's like, I was losing in life, so then I spent money. Well, then I thought about it, and I was like, you know, if the game, let's say the game was on sale for $25, and, like, I've I've recently done that where my SR, I don't want to talk about what it is. You'll probably see it on the stream. If it's you like 1430 it. or something, it's isn't it? bad. I was talking to Josh the other day, and he was like, yeah, Jesse's so low, we can't play with him in competitive, so it's we had to play quick play. plummeted from, it's, I mean, it's... It's cut in half. It's so much lower than it's ever been. And he has to deal with our friend Cole, who has, like, a crazy ass Who's, like, the best, yeah. Wait, what is... Is he at 3,000? I think Cole... And Cole is above it, and Dean's just below it. I think Dean's 28. I have a friend, Addison, who's over 4,000 now, so... Which I don't know what rank that translates to, but I understand it's high. (laughs) 
It's it's bigger than my seven, so. <laughs> well, no, like I had a, my highest. I think was a twenty five hundred, but someone else played seven of my matches. I remember when it was Tristan. Yeah, it was Tristan. I, I keep trying to bribe him to come do that on mine. I'm like, just get me out of the sea, loyal. <laughs> did you see his neck? Yeah. No, but did, I asked did... him what happened, and I don't know if the response I got was was accurate. I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but. but... <laughs> More proof that we are yet again just the same people at different ages. I'm pretty certain that, like, we were twins. And then, like, in the hospital, there was a mix-up. So the doctor was like, I don't know. You take one. You take one. And we just, like, came out of the same womb. And somehow we're five years different in age as well. (laughs) One of us was in there for a while. (laughs) And because of the age gap, I don't think it was me. I came out first. (laughs) Which is why I said I don't think it was me. <laughs> Fairly confident. <laughs> um, but yeah, so anyway, back to Overwatch. Um, yeah, so we're going to stream it pretty pretty frequently on the channel. Um, so I gave Brigitte a try. I like her because she's, she's a little bit different. She's not quite as healing focused, it seems. Well, that's what makes um, it special. All the heroes are different. Shut up. Except for Sombra and Tracer. <laughs> Sombra and Tracer. So. Um but like it's her healing isn't just like ju- isn't just an independent thing that she does. So it's she connected. heals. So what are her like abilities? Like I I honestly don't know. So so Brigitte she has uh, a shield that she can deploy like a smaller Reinhardt shield. Um, Jeff Kaplan said it's more for protecting just herself. Um, so she's a support class who's not going to be quite as affected by some of those backline harassers like Tracer, Genji, Sombra, because um, she can kind of defend herself and keep herself alive better. Um, to get back around around the group, um, but she she doesn't have any movement abilities. I noticed. Um, so yeah, she does have a smaller, more personal shield, but it, it, you can fit people behind it. It seems um, she has a shield bash that does uh, uh, stun damage. Uh, so it doesn't stun them for a super long time, but it does stun them. It's not like a McCree grenade, um, but it does stun them for a good amount of time. Um, as well as she's got a like a flail, she can rocket the flail forward, which goes a pretty far distance actually. Um, which is going to be her main ranged ability. Um, sorry. Uh, that also does stun damage. She uh, she heals as she does her regular attack. So in a pretty wide radius, and Jeff Kaplan th- said, think of like uh, Zenyatta's um, ultimate ability. Like that range is the, the area around her that she'll be able to heal. So she does a little bit of minor healing as she attacks something. So she's really going to be one of those supports that's going to be on the front lines defending herself, defending others, and then doing a little bit of damage in order to heal those around her. So it's like Reinhardt and Roadhog had a baby. Reinhardt, Roadhog, Zidyata, and... Yeah. That's an origin I'm not crazy about. That's Honestly, I'd pay money to see it, though. I You probably can. <laughs> honestly, like, it's probably out there somewhere. Well, and I guess, uh, from what I've read, the internet is loving uh, Brigitte as well. Because, I mean, her origin story was, was really cool. Um, yeah, just, well, because she's Reinhardt's um, squire. Yeah, and goddaughter. Yeah, so, I, I saw the photo that's like of um, Reinhardt, her, and um, Torbjorn, mm-hmm. like all just like in in a very modern looking home, like not the type of home I would expect Torbjorn to own. <laughs> I feel like he's in like a little Swedish blacksmith hut. So <laughs> I, I pretty much imagine he just kind of was like airlifted from World of Warcraft and just dropped <laughs> off. Pretty much. Um, but it's awesome that she is a cool hero. It's awesome that they're still pushing out content like that. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see what they have next. Hopefully it's a defense hero. 
um if i remember correctly at blizzcon they were saying like they they hear us um i i honestly hope that they kind of reevaluate what characters go in what class soon just because so many are played in so many different ways yeah like junk rot really i think should be probably an assault hero um they really just need to kind of go back through which i think there are plans for as well yeah um so that'll be a really cool thing to see i'm really excited for that well, and there's still complaints about, like, Symmetra getting listed as a support hero, even though, especially after the update that changed all her abilities, mm-hmm. she's definitely more of, like, a damage or a defense class, especially right. with her teleporter and her I'd, I'd say defense is probably pretty accurate for Symmetra. I don't know. Um, I play, I play frontline Symmetra. <laughs> all about the attack. So, um, kind of adding more fuel to the loot box fire, um, there's Ooh. been... There have been some negative reactions to this and um, some positive reactions to this. But the ESRB, the Electronic Software Ratings Board, um, is going to be adding... An... Why that went into like an old-timey voice? Now listen here, video games are so violent, you played Mortal Kombat in the 90s, and there was blood and gore popping all over the place. Unless, of course, you were on the Nintendo version, in which case they recolored the blood blue. If you have blue blood, it's just sweating, and so not violent in that case. I want to apologize for bringing that on. That was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, but so it's stupid though. Well, honestly, that's so stupid. You yeah. recolor something like, oh, green blood is fine, but red blood is not okay because that's human blood. <laughs> um, humans can't bleed. <laughs> Human blood is violent. Only commit violent on things that are strange and different. You know, <laughs> we, the good old way. We can only kill things we don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, anyways. Uh, the SRB is going to be adding an in-game purchase uh, tag to all games that support in-game purchases. Um, and there is one stipulation of that. That doesn't just cover microtranslate box. I almost said microtranslate micro box. <laughs> oh, man. They've merged. Um, microtranslations. You, open you a, take this one. You open a loot box and you get a chance to buy a microtransaction. Honestly, I think... <laughs> 30% chance. <laughs> See, gamble, gamble. Um, um, you have. There's going to be an option. Goddamn, it's not an option. There's going to be a label for in game purchases, be that microtransactions, loot boxes, or full scale DLC. That's how you say words. Um, <laughs> anyway, so basically, that's going to entail everything from Call of Duty points. All the way up to like uh, full DLC, like Far Harbor from Fallout Four, mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, and so the general consensus of consensus of the internet thus far has kind of just been: this is like turning on the sink when there's already a fire. It yeah, it feels pointless because it just kind of seems like they're like, hey, we're supposed to do something. We don't know what, so we're just gonna do something. But I mean, it's almost like we're gonna add a label that's gonna fit a specific item but it's an item that affects almost every video game so it's basically just a new we're basically just retexturizing our label (laughs) they're adding one more thing and like it'll be a blurb like "Eh, and also supports and or i mean maybe if they made like a different label like hey this one this game includes loot boxes this game includes microtransaction this one has both this one has paid dlc like list off the things or anything like that I guess that'd be hard for them to know because the developers don't always know how much DLC they're going to release for a game. Well, which is true, but I mean, it's also the type of thing where um, 
one, this doesn't do anything. Two, how is this going to affect ESRB scores? Mm-hmm. Is everything with in-game purchases now going to be rated M? Which would affect sales. That's mm-hmm. going to... like. Oh, yeah, for sure. You figure... This is a complete tangent. How do you think they're going to handle... It's obviously not in-game, but, like, Toys to Life. Like, you... because that, those are all DLC. Like, that's all it is, is you tap, and then all of a sudden you have more content. So if I have, like, an Amiibo or, like, a Skylanders thing... Yeah. Is that is is that suddenly like moving a game from an E10 plus to a teen rating or to an like especially rating? since that those games specifically seem to cater to a much younger market, right? Exactly. Um, except yeah. for like those creepy forty old guys that have every <laughs> amiibo. There's two kind of amiibo collectors: <laughs> ten year old kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, I'm trying to find like the actual statement they put out just because it doesn't really do anything um yeah it it does just kind of seem like they wanted to do something and so they did just about anything it feels like someone was like in a glass room and everybody was yelling at them to like do something and they just kind of like made a face and pressed a pressed a button and i was like (laughs) we did it (laughs) i did something stop me yelling I feel like the voices that we use on this podcast are the best part. Just remember, not doing anything is better than doing nothing, unless, of course, you're doing something. <laughs> See, you don't know what that means, and neither does the SRP. <laughs> so, anyways, this is really long, so I'll try to go through this relatively quickly. Um, but, anyways, this is the official startment statement from the ESRB via Twitter. You may have noticed that we've been a little quiet on the topic of in-game purchases and loot boxes, but we've been listening. In fact, we absorbed every tweet, email, Facebook post, and singing telegram sent our way. And we've been working to develop a sensible approach to let gamers and parents know when a game offers the option to purchase additional content. Starting soon, ESRB will begin assigning a brand new label to physical games, in-game purchases. This label, or as we call it, interactive element, will will appear on boxes and wherever the games can be downloaded. For all games that offer the ability to purchase digital goods or premiums with real-world currency. This includes features like bonus levels, skins, surprise items such as item packs, loot boxes, mystery awards, music, virtual coins, and other forms of in-game currency, subscriptions, season passes, upgrades, and more. We're also launching a new website, parentaltools.org, to raise awareness, blah, 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 blah. Um, So that's... I can't think of any game in the last couple years that isn't going to apply that i mean breath of the wild even breath of the wild has in-game dlc that you can buy they have really? they, they have a season pass so that yeah which i don't associate that game as being an, no. an in-game purchase game no and it'd be it'd be difficult to loop loop that in with loop uh now i see you wore off on me um i could, wore off on you <laughs> your words on words me um i it'd be hard to like rope that game in with like um, you know, something like Destiny that has, like, the, the purchasable silver. Right, right. Or, or anything like that. Um, or anything that's got, like, dedicated microtransactions. You wouldn't think of those games in the same category. But, I mean, ESRB, I guess, would. And it's it's the type of thing where, to some extent, basically every game needs to feature some sort of DLC just for the life of the product. To keep it, yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you know these figures. The reason games cost what they do is it is $10,000 per head per month to create a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, people that make video games, in, unless you're an indie developer, those people have to be paid a lot of money. What they do is a very hard job. Um, what a lot in of people... extremely competitive market. In, in a very competitive market with a lot of talent and a lot of people going into it. 
Um, and you can make a decent amount of money being a video game developer. It's oh, yeah. going to be around $60,000 a year, um, for, depending on where you're yeah. at, of course. And like, there are so many things affecting that. Yeah. Um, but these people put in like 100 hour work weeks consistently. Um, just the last grind to put out a game in like the last month is so brutal. Like it's crazy. If to everyone out there that reads, uh, fucking nerds, um, <laughs> blood, sweat and pixels by Jason Schreier of Kotaku. Um, they're kind of the stories behind video games, whether they got made or didn't get made and just kind of the development stories behind them and the hell they go through. Um, I absolutely recommend it. You should totally read it. You can get it for like 10 bucks on Amazon. Amazing book. It's super well written. Um, with some really cool stories in there. They touch on like Star Wars 1313, the recently canceled uh, right. Star Wars game. Yeah. That's now going to be <laughs> a games as a service title. Um, I forgot what point I was trying to make. But there's a reason video games are so expensive. Um, and so DLC kind of helps negate those costs a little bit more. Um, right. Just because you have the assets there that kind of pre-exist and you don't have to make it's everything from scratch. It's nearly as much work, yeah. Right. Um, which obviously we don't know shit about game development, so I'm sure a ton of work still goes into that, but yeah. I, I don't imagine it being as much. But I mean, when you look at titles like, um, you know, how often Rockstar puts out a game um, because of the tremendous amount of work that goes into making the engine that, um, you know, GTA Five and Red Dead Redemption run on. Um you know, and then in comparison, how often they're they're releasing um, like their free add-on content for uh, GTA Online. Like you know, they spent years and years developing this huge game, but then adding on things. I'm sure it's still tremendously difficult, uh, but not nearly as of a grind of building it from scratch. Especially with a studio that has the resources of um, Rockstar. I mean, yeah, Grand Theft Auto made enough money to where, and it, it still prints money with shark cards. Oh yeah, but I mean that game sold like one billion dollars in revenue. It, or was it i bought it like three times <laughs> i think i bought it twice but i traded in once so it's like yeah. buying it one and a half times <laughs> um but anyways it's gonna be super interesting to see how that pans out it doesn't really do anything just a lot of ink is gonna be wasted now on games i, I mean it feels like i love the part where they were like we were listening to everything you said and we're gonna fix it and then they come out with this solution that it's like clearly you weren't listening because this doesn't actually solve anything it's like we're gonna fix this we're gonna make it right to you to the consumer to the parents and to the people on the board that don't want this to affect their sales (laughs) it's like like bringing your car into a mechanic and the mechanic's like you know what i heard what you said it's leaking oil we painted it red (laughs) (laughs) now it's gonna go faster or at least you're gonna think it is um so anyways it'll be kind of interesting to see how that pans out probably not super well yeah um, so moving right along, uh, the nice little segue in here by not having a segue. <laughs> Demonetized. <laughs> Damn. Um, anyways, E3 is a thing that happens every year. No. <laughs> and you, I just realized, have a lamp crystal thing. Yeah. The salt, my, salt my lamp. my salt rock. How does that help your chi? I don't know. My wife's parents got it for me, so. Oh. Uh, my girlfriend's grandparents got me a BB-8 clock, and I don't know what happened to it. I mean, I didn't steal it. That's. <laughs> I honestly, like, I saw that painting. Okay, so there's a BB-8 painting behind Jesse right now. Um, I, like I saw the painting, and I was like, fuck, did, did I give that to him? Is that that clock? And I was like, no, it was a clock. <laughs> it wasn't a painting they got me. So It's like, almost like this painting can't tell time. <laughs> I mean, if you have the shadows the right way. <laughs> I mean, if you have this lamp here, it might kind of skew your results. It's always three. 
But <laughs> just working really hard to to turn this eight dollar painting that I got into Ross into a sundial. <laughs> it's right twice a day. <laughs> um, but anyways, E three is a thing that happens. Uh, after much debate, we have decided we won't be attending. <laughs> My application was denied, and buying tickets is something that nerds do. <laughs> It's almost like starting a website and making a podcast every week is not enough to get a free ticket. Well, I mean, I went one year. I just had to beg to get in. I remember you telling me about that. That's that's a great story for another day. Um, when we've had, like, three years from now, three E3s from now, we're going to tell our favorite E3 memory stories, and I'll have one more than Jesse. And, like, apparently, I mean, I think it's a little weird that our application did get denied, because apparently... They don't do a lot of checking to see if you still run a video game store because we know former owners of video game stores who are continuously getting free tickets. I don't want to say their names so that they don't get free tickets, but... Well, you just fucking narrowed it down for E3. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, clearly they don't without much checking. I mean, if they can't do... If they don't have the resources to find out that the store is now a fucking pawn shop, then I don't think they're going to listen to our podcast. You would like, be you know surprised. <laughs> so much deliberation goes into that. Like, I went in there, and it took half an hour to get denied when I just, like, showed up in L.A. <laughs> and then the lady that was like, no, you can't get in, left, and I begged someone else. <laughs> So if you ever hear me praise Michelle, that's why. So what we've learned here today is if you don't have a ticket to E3, if you tried crying and no, it didn't work, go I cry at so somebody else. I was so close to starting to cry. <laughs> that was the closest I've ever been to crying, crying in public. Because like, and I feel like we respond differently to things like that. Because I would have just gone straight to aggression, and I probably would have never got in. You would have. The security there takes their job seriously. Oh hell yeah! So basically, what they had to do is instead of getting a, a media badge, I got a media wristband. So like, it gets you access to everything the show floor gets you, but it looks way less legit because it's literally just like a wristband that you use to get into like a concert. I can't tell if this is for E3 or the water no, park. No, I like. <laughs> I go to go into like the media exclusive room where all the cool people hang out and I was like totally nerding out like seeing everyone that was in there. <laughs> like I, I just okay, so day before E three, go in there, almost start crying. I, I get totally lost in the This is a grown <laughs> man, by the way. <laughs> I was seventeen at the time. I was in LA alone, but like <laughs> not grown. Um, this is total tangent, but I love this. <laughs> so I I'm in the LA convention center. The dude's like, just keep going that way, eventually you'll find the way <laughs> i guess i was he was those kinda... directions work for everything <laughs> yeah he was a mystic elf he was just like yeah you how do face... i get to russia keep going that way eventually you'll get there you will face three trials <laughs> <laughs> no but anyways i'm like i'm walking through this empty giant convention center which is legit like two thousand steps to get from like one end of one hallway to the other and that's not the entire convention center <laughs> So I'm kind of like just pushing my way through doors. Like the security on some places are kind of eyeballing me. And I'm like, hi, just trying to act natural. Because if you act natural, like they won't think you're doing anything bad. I've um, seen you act natural and I don't think it works for you. Well, usually I'm antsy when I'm acting natural. <laughs> so I'm trying to just like, right, play it cool. Your, your natural is everybody else up to something. So Okay, yeah. Well, I'm a 17. You need to, you need to pretend like you're up to something. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, like. Eventually, I'm like, okay, I can't find the door on level one like he mentioned, so I'm going to go to level two, <laughs> trying to find it there. So, like, all the doors I go into, they're like, you can't come in here or are locked, which is a problem. So, eventually, I find an unmarked door that I open up, and it's like a roof <laughs> with, like, construction happening. 
Like, there are people out there, like, moving forklifts. Like, it looked like I had wandered into Brooklyn. It's like, hey, I'm walking over here. We're trying to get the forklifts for E3. We got a lot of building to do. <laughs> Shuhei needs this over to the left by noon. Apparently, they build the the Los, or Los Angeles Convention Center every year. They, pretty much. Like, <laughs> have you seen some of those booths? Uh-uh. They're so fucking no, elaborate. I've still never been to E3. I would love to go. Yeah, it's just weird that you've never seen, like, a picture of the show floor. <laughs> I've seen, like, a picture of the show floor. But, no, like, um... The but, year... I mean, it's always so high up. I don't know how big the booths are. They're... They could be they could be lemonade stands. Mafia 3, but, like, a city block when I went. And then they threw a funeral. <laughs> and then they didn't sell any but games. It... <laughs> <laughs> but it was the most fun I've ever had a funeral, so... <laughs> Well, I mean, I would hope so. It's not there was like people. a band and a dance. <laughs> and were like, they were they burying their game that wouldn't sell? <laughs> they didn't know at the time that it wasn't going to. How'd <laughs> they have a funeral? <laughs> um, but anyways, I was like just on a roof, and so I just keep walking through the roof. I'm like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. Suddenly, gunfire everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I like open up a door, and there's Jess McDonald. From GameSpot, just with some dude with like a MacBook Pro and a microphone, she looks up at me and does this, and it's like it's fine, and like looks back and I'm like it wasn't that rude. it was way nicer. I just like totally demonized Jess McDonald. Um, anyways, <laughs> now we have lost the support of GameSpot. Game it was like Spot. super British and cute, and I was like yeah yeah. It's like ah, and because I was like walking away and I was like that's fucking Jess McDonald. And, like, she just kept recording our video, so, like, I totally destroyed a GameSpot narration thing. Um, you look really closely in the video from, like, two to three years ago. You can see just Cameron in the background. Just, oh, oh, oh. We got interviewed by BBC, and someone asked us where we were from. Like, like what state? And I was like, site that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> My home got nukes on camera E3, hey! <laughs> but, um, well, like, we at the time the website existed, it's been totally rebranded now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to plug those assholes, even though they treated me kindly. <laughs> How dare I give fair recompense to the people who employed me? <laughs> <laughs> I built that site and they tore it down. Um, but anyways, then I went into the media <laughs> registration room. Uh, Talk about a tangent. With I was like, hey, I have this email that says, like, I'm good to go, but now the other guy is coming back. Can I still get in? And then they were like, we'll have to, like, have you apply, too. And then they're like, you can't get in. It's weird that the other guy got in. And then that lady left. I was like, other girl, like, hey, I need to get in here. Like, please, I just drove 14 hours with people that I hate. Um <laughs> Please don't make me cry again. <laughs> and I was like, look, this is literally a disaster. I have $500. That's not enough for a ticket, but you can have all of it. <laughs> and then I got it. And she was like, I can't get you a badge. And I was like, fuck. But she was like, I can get you a wristband. And I was like, good enough for me. Thanks, doll. And then I had Thanks, a... doll. Michelle's great. I love Michelle. <laughs> and then I had a funny three. It was a great time. It was the best week of my life. We're still not going to E3. We're still not going to E3. <laughs> But anyways, as I mentioned the salt crystal earlier, we have this mystical salt crystal that changes colors. We're going to use that for our E3 predictions. Woo! 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 We've got Lady Cameron Cleo over here. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously the big three that are going to be coming, Sony, Microsoft, um, Warhorse Studios. <laughs> no, obviously, actually Nintendo probably won't be there. 
Probably not. Nintendo's almost never did. They'll probably do like a short direct, and that'll be probably it. Um, yeah. So, first up, I guess the ones with like, I don't want to bash Microsoft that they have no exclusives, but I feel like this is going to be a really important year for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's going to be really important them to come out on the stage and be like, "These are the games you've been hearing about." Right. Um, I think it's time for Halo Six. So yeah. I think that would be massive. Um, did you play Halo 5? You don't have mm-hmm. an Xbox. Oh, you I, did. I played Halo 5. Okay, cool. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Um, I loved it. The Halo title that I missed um, recently that I did want to play, though, but I didn't have an Xbox to play on, uh, was Halo Wars 2, which yeah, I heard kind of mixed things about, but I was a big fan of Halo Wars 1, actually. You can read about it in Blood and Pixels. Hey! Blood and Sweat and Pixels. <laughs> All right. It's actually a chapter on one right now. Um, I'm not super far into the book, <laughs> but it is great. Um yeah no i'm what didn't you like about it was it just too call of duty five for you it just yeah it just felt very different i don't think it was a story oriented which maybe halo was never that story oriented but i i always remember really liking the story and just the theatrics of it um and i feel like it didn't do that quite to the same level oh i think they're gonna proceed so since halo 5 released they've released four books mm-hmm. um and then steven spielberg's tv series is now like filming steven like, seagal Steven Seagal is the master chief. Hey, whatever, what, is it, what do you mean about it? It's all good, you know, man. It's is that not, a Steven Seagal voice? Remotely... <laughs> I'm just gonna That's keep doing stereotype voice actors. Almost as far away from a Steven Seagal voice as you can get. I'm gonna do the master chief voice, and yeah, that's pretty close. Okay, cool. Um, no, Steven Seagal's show is gonna come around soon, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um. I enjoyed the story to a point. Um, mechanically, I thought they modernized it without going too overboard. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, I think the studio did a good job on it, and I think it's hard to pick up a series that was created by another developer that did really well with it. Right, exactly. And then and then really make something into it. Um, I just hadn't been able really to get on board with it ever since uh, well, it got dropped by Bungie. It's, it's the type of thing where... Gamers as a group were so cynical um, yeah. that no matter... This game could have been like a solid 10 and you would still have people like, it's not as good as Bungie would have done. Yeah. Um, I mean, Halo Reach is my favorite entry into the Halo franchise. I still think like, it was better than Destiny, so I still think it's better than what Bungie oh, was oh, yeah. doing. <laughs> I mean, you you can definitely feel what about Halo affected Destiny. Mm-hmm. And where Bungie is now, um, I would say is worse off than 343 is um yeah, i think for sure. as a developer 343 is doing a better job just well especially with the state of bungie 2 right now as right well. Well, or you... bungie 2 destiny 2 <laughs> bungie 2 and i mean it's interesting I'm, i wonder how many people from bungie stayed on 343 to make this halo game mm-hmm. um modernizing it was probably more of a microsoft mandate than a 343 mandate yeah um I Which, think, yeah, and I don't, I, I, I still don't think modernizing it was a huge issue. Right. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I liked that aspect of it. I'm sure there's people out there who didn't, uh, but I wasn't against that part of it for sure. Right. I, I super dug the art style of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never liked how grunts have looked since Halo Four. Um, they just kind of look weird now. Um, you don't like fighting little triangles. <laughs> but uh, I, I really like the look of the game. Um, customization, obviously wasn't as deep as like prior and she's into the franchise yeah um which is a bummer well and i and i agree with you about reach i think reach or halo 3 would be my favorite entries into the series for different reasons um i think reach just in general is my favorite 
Um, but I think my favorite mission out of Halo in general is uh, the final mission in Halo 3 where you drive the Warthog over the exploding. That was just fucking awesome. I, it's a cool mission. Um, honestly, like, my story-wise, my favorite Halo is uh, ODST. I, I really like the idea really? of being an underdog. Yeah. Um, I re- one, I fucking love the way ODST looks. Um, ODST was cool. I, I just really like that aesthetic. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. that's the most badass aesthetic to me. Like, um, I was super into the books as a kid. Um, and the ODSTs and that were, like, super well-recognizable. Um, just all around, it's nice not being, like, a superhuman person. Yeah. Um, well, it is cool. I mean, I think that's what that's what made, like, series like Call of Duty or, like, Battlefront, like, the original ones, not the, the microtransaction ones. Um, <laughs> I think that's what made them so popular, too, because I remember getting really excited about Star Wars Battlefront 1 when I was a kid. Um, and it was just coming out. <laughs> Dude, um, this battlefront 2 is where it's really at but they, i mean they were both good but, yeah they were uh, but i mean i remember battlefront 1 coming out and i was trying to explain to my mom so she would buy it for me what it was and i was like it's a star wars game but i'm not some badass jedi who you know is unkillable and runs through everything i'm Mine's just a regular CG guy 341. Yeah. <laughs> i'm just a regular guy and i die in fights and like it's i'm just a i'm just a soldier like if i do everything right nobody's gonna remember me and i, I just remember like trying to explain it like no mom i'm not some badass hero i'm not some you know, I'm not the god of war. I'm not anything special. I wasn't a super soldier made specifically for this. I'm a just like, what about the game, though? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yeah, I know you're a garbage human being, but how about this game? <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I remember, I remember really getting interested in that. So I get what you mean about ODST, just being like, I'm not some chosen one or some super soldier. I'm just a dude. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to continue Halo talk, but we've got so much more just on this really topic felt. to touch on. Um, so Halo 6, I think, is a given. Gears of War 5, maybe. Maybe. I, it's been, like, two or three years now. Um, so maybe an announcement. Oh, um, and I know, like, Gears of War isn't getting the same love that it used to. So, I mean, if it's a series that ends, I don't think anyone's going to be like, oh, man. I mean, now that they're kind of in new hands, yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, like, what Microsoft really needs are games that are going to be holiday season this year and mm-hmm. Q1 next year. Yeah. Um, which is really how I want to see every announcement go, just because waiting three years for games sucks. Yeah. That's one thing Sony is really bad about, which we'll touch on later. They're going to have to pull out a lot of the stops to to really make Q1 look good, because right now it looks pretty barren. It it does. Um, Probably some Crackdown news. I don't know what's going on with that. I'm so worried about Crackdown, though. It's been delayed so many times. I'm not... I, I hope there is an announcement for it. I'm not getting my hopes up. Because, I mean, once they brought, like, Terry Crews in to to do like the trailers and everything for it i got really excited and then it went dormant again for a while and then they delayed it and i'm just i'm worried it's been delayed like yeah, six times that game's in some sort of development hell um i'm not like a i well, played... like the when the when the when they originally released i think i think it was the alpha um but they had released some content for it and i remember it feeling very clunky um and like watching other reviewers and other other sites play it um like i know game ranks did a really good i know uh falcon is a huge fan of it from game ranks um and i know they had gone through it and he had also commented on how it just kind of felt clunky and you know it made him worried for it because he was also a big crackdown fan um so i'd love to see something come out from that and i'd love to see whatever they had done to fix that because i'm hoping that's why it went back into development after that because it was just it wasn't well received if it's an alpha build like that i was the like cloud processing shtick running when they were doing that 
because that's gonna that's gonna have such a huge effect on that game just that many bits and pieces well no not not just like the overall operation of the game but like the mechanics the physics uh, oh just just everything everything about the game because they it felt like they hadn't updated the engine since you know crackdown 2 Two, or right. really which really means they hadn't updated since it cracked crackdown down 1 because <laughs> that was kind of an issue with crackdown 2 crackdown uh, telltale <laughs> right. i know crackdown 2 wasn't as well received either uh, i didn't play crackdown 2 for very long um i kind of had to grind myself through it and it, it became more of a process but i remember putting in ridiculous amounts of hours into crackdown 1 and i'd love to see it kind of get back to that style of gameplay but with just even more freedom. Because I think that's what made the Crackdown series so good is you start out as this kind of regular guy, you know, kind of like someone who can always die. Um, but then you just become this absolute monster as you as you do things to get better and better at them. Pro- See, like, I never really played Crackdown 2. Um, prototype kind of scratched that itch for me. There, I think Prototype was what I ended up supplementing Crackdown with. So. For a while there, like, basically, I got what I thought at the time was a gaming PC when I was a kid, but it wasn't. Um, <laughs> so I couldn't play anything on it. So, like, I had sold my Xbox to a kid for, like, 100 bucks, and, like, it was a total bummer. So we had, like, a super old, like, launch Xbox 360 mm-hmm. um, that we got, like, for 50 bucks. So for a while, my only game was Prototype 2, and to this day... I beat that game probably nine times. Um, I've beaten that game more than I've beaten other any, any other game, and I've put in over 3,000 hours into Skyrim. <laughs> Without mods. But anyways, to this day, I can still play that game in my head. Like Prototype I can too. Pro, yeah, I can like run around the city and like hack and slash. It's so yeah. weird. I used to like just zone out in school and like pretend I was playing Prototype Two, <laughs> and that game's not even that good. <laughs> Prototype Two kind of sucked. Yeah. Prototype One was amazing. Though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, God, I hate how much. Well, I'm... I mean, and I mean, uh, back to back to getting to E three predictions. I like, I'd love to see a lot of those sequels, but I think even more for Microsoft, I'd like to see new IPs. That are really just pulling you to. They've got talented teams. I mean, there are rumors recently that they might For buy sure. like EA and like other small, mm-hmm. not small studios. Obviously, if <laughs> thinking about buying EA, which EA would be a, a massive purchase. I oh, ho- yeah. I hope they don't buy EA. Honestly, oh. um, yeah, that would just completely destroy um, For sure. so many things. Um, it's almost like EA is a anus mouth orangutan. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean honestly, like. They have such a good thing with Games Pass now and with their exclusives. I don't know if you know that deal, um, but basically day one for ten bucks a month you can play all their excuse- exclusives. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, ten bucks a month um, you get every Xbox exclusive on that platform, which is well. Yeah, it's, I mean it seems like it'd be in their best interest to release some new IPs too. That's really going to bolster those ranks. So they Even if they do smaller indie games, I mean that's where a lot of the innovation yeah. is happening these days. Oh yeah. Um. Well, and that's a market that's just exploding, too. Anyways, yeah. So I'd say those are probably their big three announcements when they go out. Mm-hmm. Um, sea of Thieves, obviously, is later this month, which, actually, that's another announcement. We're going to be doing a themed pirate week, which I'm so excited for. <laughs> um, we actually have to get together and order the prof soon. I haven't really... Anything he's excited for makes me really nervous. It's going to be so cool. <laughs> um, obviously, I love doing voices, so, like, I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> you to don't up. say. We're going to be streaming it every night. We're going to do videos on it together. Um, we're going to dress up like pirates. It's going to be great. We're going to do some other like pirate-themed videos and articles going up on the website. It'll be a good time. Um, but anyway, see if these will be Chihuahua up. up like a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Microsoft, just get out there and announce everything I can. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then Sony. Sony's another big one, obviously. Um, they need to show more of their games, and those games need to come out. They have a pretty bad tendency to announce games a year or two in advance. Like, yep. uh, 
So then you can just wait and wait. And I mean, wait. Uncharted 4 was announced, what, either the PS4 launch or the first PSX? I think PS4 launch. Yeah, which is crazy. That's when we got, like, our first trailer. Um, yeah. And then that game didn't come out until, like, another two years later. So they pulled the trigger on that super early. Um, I don't think Spider-Man is out. Is that out this year? Is that yeah, holiday that's, this year? Out. that's out 2018. I think it's Q3. We're probably going to get a release date on E3. Um, so that's going to be another big one. Um, we'll probably get more information on what's their zombie game? I forget the name. Uh, I always get it mixed up with the other one. It's not State of Decay. That's Microsoft. Which I always we'll get also it mixed get up on. with State of Decay. Um, Days Gone. Days Gone. That's the one. I was gonna say like Norman Reedus wannabe kills zombies. <laughs> um, that game. It looks fine. Mm-hmm. It looks like if uncharted and last of us like it's a more zany last of us it looks yeah it looks it looks interesting i'll probably definitely i'll probably definitely play it i mean um i it, it's a ps4 exclusive i'll play it yeah um, but i'm not i'm not chomping at the bit for it although i do think state of decay looks really good too i didn't like the first one i didn't play the first one i watched reviews and looked up content on it and it just didn't feel like the one for me but people love that game i don't know why um anyways beyond that maybe another souls entry i yeah. i mean from software is like teasing things um i don't think we're gonna get like a bloodborne two, but whatever from software is like you know actually i wouldn't i wouldn't put a bloodborne two past them bloodborne was really well received and a lot of people liked it different i'd i'd love to see either either like a bloodborne two or something along the same lines where they focus on a different time period or, I, or a different I'm, style. That's one of the free PS Plus games this month, that and Ratchet mm-hmm. and Clank, which I also kind of want us both to review. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if they generate buzz that way for it, I can kind of see, like, it'll be fresh in everyone's minds for the people that are yeah. just now playing it. The people that have already played it and are, like, in that crowd, obviously they'll be excited for it. Yeah. Um, it's one of the best PlayStation exclusive out there, if not the best. It's super critically hailed. I like it's, Uncharted more, but... yeah. Um, I mean, Uncharted's always going to have a special spot in my heart, though. Plus, Uncharted 4, like, especially. Yeah, that's like my wife's favorite line of games. So, um, Yeah, I can't really think of anything else. I'd love to see, and I know it's probably early, and I'm, I mean, may, if they too tease it, it's because it's years out, but I'd love to see like Horizon Zero Dawn 2 or something probably. like that. Probably. I mean, Gorilla, I feel at this point, can do whatever they want. They went from Killzone to Horizon, which is a massive jump, and they did it so well. They did it really well. I mean, and it's it's such a different... It's so different from anything they've ever done, and I love the style that they did. I, mean, I don't... If you're into video game documentaries, uh, No Clip by Danny O'Dwyer, who was formerly with uh, uh, GameSpot, he did an awesome doc on it and like just the development they went through and like the, the things they use. Um, there's a pretty cool chance that uh, Kojima is going to be using that engine for Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. We'll probably see more Death Stranding. That game is not going to happen until 2021. Yeah. Um, well, and then like two of the two of the big things that I want to see is uh, one. I'd like to hear something about Borderlands Three. Um, that's which... not going to be Sony though, is it? Oh, I thought we were off of Sony. Oh. Well, Death Stranding is a PS4 exclusive, I thought. Oh, yeah, it is. Um, that's, well, that's why I mentioned it. Well, then getting off Sony. Um. Um, yeah, I mean, Borderlands 3 would be cool. Um, they had that image release a while back that was just like a cel-shaded thing with like, well, it's, a mountain. So the reason Borderlands 3 is taking so long... I'm a huge Borderlands fan. I'm, just, I'm a huge everything fan. Um, but Borderlands 3 is one of the games that uh, I... Uh, Borderlands 1 and 2 are 
games that I've routinely played again and again and again and again uh, because it's couch co-op that I can play with my wife. Uh, so we really enjoy those. Um, but something like Borderlands 3, uh, because they're building an entirely new engine for it. Um, so they did like a cel-shaded uh, video release where it was showing just kind of how the new engine's going to work and like how shadows will go through tents and just kind of focusing on, on physics that Borderlands has never really focused on. Because every, it seems every wall in Borderlands is a solid bulletproof wall, even if it's a fabric. Um, and Borderlands 3 wanted to make something a little bit more realistic, but they have their own art style and their own kind of gameplay style that doesn't really fit any engines other than the one it's currently running on, but it needs an updated version. So th from what I have heard and what I've read, um, they're building a new engine for it, and that's why the game is taking drastically a long time. Okay. Yeah, so new engine for Borderlands 3. Um, <laughs> we might see something there. Bethesda is doing their own conference. I don't know why. Um, I mean, last year they had Wolfenstein 2 hit. Now you can play Skyrim on your dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, the Skyrim cell phone game. I mean, I mean, touching on the Elder Scrolls, like, Elder Scrolls is, like, my favorite franchise out there. I've oh, yeah. bought, I've purchased Skyrim six times. I plan on buying it again for the Switch eventually. Um, I, I've played, like, 3,000 hours of that game. Like, I'd like to get it on my watch. Yeah. <laughs> you can get it on calculators. <laughs> Stop it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, that game has touched my life in ways that uh, no other game has um, for, like, super personal reasons that I've almost put out there a couple of times and for, like, other stuff. Um, well, I mean, and I think I think games like Elder Scroll, the Elder Scrolls line have, I mean, changed gaming in so many ways and really caused... Have other... I told you how I got introduced to Elder Scrolls? Mm -mm. So, when... My grandparents are, like, certified crazy people, basically. Um, so... My grandma was a hoarder, so out in her backyard, she had, like, just a bunch of shit. And one of those things was a TV stand that still had, like, movies and stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And one day I opened up that TV stand to see, like, just what was in there, because I was left unattended 99% of the time. <laughs> and there was an Xbox copy of Morrowind. Oh, um, awesome. And so I plunked that in. That was, like, my first introduction to the Elder Scrolls franchise. What a cool way to, like, come across it, too. Yeah. Like, and just then, with no previous knowledge of it, just be like, hey, I wonder what this is. I, I plugged like, it in. Jaya the best was, like, game of the year. <laughs> yeah. I'm, one of my favorite games of all time is Morrowind. Um, I really want to go back and do a playthrough of that game when I'm not, like, 11. <laughs> um, I, I've tried to start it a couple times. It's pretty dated now. and It's, it's, it's hard. I did it with Oblivion, and Oblivion was... Oblivion I can still play because yeah. I also played Oblivion through a bunch. Um, but Morrowind I never got particularly far in because that's a that's a complex game for like an eleven year old. Yeah. I, I probably wasn't even eleven. Um, I don't know how old I was because I would have had to have my modded Xbox. It was like the only time I had an Xbox and that broke after like six months and I was probably like nine or ten. Gotcha. So uh, wasn't that old. Um. But anyway, so, like, I would love to see an Elder Scrolls Six announcement. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, they announced, like, they said, like, two years ago, Pete Hines um, said that it's not even an active development. I'm not holding my breath for that game. I would love to have it. I would take I would take a week off of work for that game. Like, for sure. No problem. Um, I'd take a week off of marriage for that game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need sex. I have got Elder Scrolls Six. Um, so I don't think that's going to happen. Wolfenstein 2 and Evil Within 2, they didn't sell well. Like I'm No. Um they did that PSA that was like save the single player games, which was basically like please buy our games. Um I didn't beat Wolfenstein 2. It's a super awesome game. I just didn't 
the 50 health thing for the half first half of the game or whatever yeah totally kind of killed it for me well i haven't i haven't even got a chance to jump into wolfenstein 2 yet um, do you want to borrow it yeah i'll definitely borrow it yeah. um i just i don't get as interested in shooters as i do as other games not to say that i don't like shooters i love shooters but i just prioritize other types of games above shooters i guess it's super story rich like it's an awesome game yeah. i can i can tell like i can see why people like it it's just like i i have the time but i don't have the time to waste like an hour trying to get past one section just because like the last time i had any health was 15 minutes ago and now i've got like 10 health trying to fight this fucking big ass boss well now we have to invest all this time into like metal gear survive so <laughs> oh god we've really moved up <laughs> what have i become um so yeah honestly i don't see why it, it feels pointless so yeah Hopefully there's like at least one big announcement that they have. Um, Fallout 4 for Switch, maybe? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, since Skyrim did it, I don't see why they wouldn't do it with Fallout 4. I, I feel like it's going to be way harder to run. That's going to... Yeah. They got Doom. Doom is more tech, like visually if they got Yeah, if they got Doom, they could definitely fit Fallout 4. Yeah, I just I know Fallout 4 isn't as well-received. I mean, it's still a popular game, but it's fun. not as well-received as Skyrim. Um, Skyrim's one of their best-selling IPs. It's been two years since released. Fallout 4. Almost three that's so weird it's been like five or six years since skyrim originally yeah it's it was coming up on its seventh birthday in 2018 11 God. 11 18 jeez that was the first time i ever went to a midnight launch hmm? uh, yeah that was that was my first midnight launch too and i, and I, I really that, found myself i did that at our friend's store <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then battlefield 5 is going to be there so ea mm -hmm. So not only does EA do a press conference, they mm -hmm. also do what is called EA Play, which is where I saw Wiz Khalifa and, to a lesser extent, Snoop Dogg um, <laughs> when I went to E3. Um, they're going to have Battlefield Five there, which right now is rumored to be set in World War Two. I'm super excited for that. I love Battlefield. Yeah. Um, I'll probably put like a good 100, 200 hours into that and for sure. move on. Um, beyond that, I'd like to see a Titanfall 3. Uh, Respawn is now owned by EA. Mm -hmm. So that'd be a super cool studio to see. I bet you $100 that we're going to see a new Dragon Age. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's about time to see a new Dragon Age. Um, they've And they've they've already... I, I follow Bioware almost religiously, even after Andromeda, because I'm a pleb. Um, but, I mean, they, they've hinted at releasing it, not with anything concrete, and most of it seems like reaching. Well, it's um, like, after Inquisition, they were like, it's time for Dragon Age to take a break for a while. Mm -hmm. Then they put out Mass Effect, and now they're like, it's time for Mass Effect to take a break for a while. So, Dragon well, I Age think is... Yeah, and I think Bioware, because they've, they've hinted that there's uh, another studio other than the uh, Edmonton studio, which is working on Anthem right now, um, which we'll probably get more Anthem information. Which I'm not here. excited for at all. I want to be excited for it, but I'm not. I don't. It's another game as a service. Like, there's yeah. Destiny, there's The Division, Rainbow Six well, to it, a lesser extent. It feels like... Like, the trailer just reminds me of The Division so much, which I, the trailer's, like, such a hard memory for The Division for me because I was so excited. I was, was so, so stoked. That, I was so It was, And then the game was so different. But the, the trailer is, like... It feels like Destiny and The Division together, which is just two games as a service that really focus more on the service and less on the game and the division to a lesser extent now um but i mean when it was first released they both destiny and the division had 
I, I'd be interested to go back in the division. I tried to touch it with that major update, which I've, we've talked about before. Yeah, I'd, l- I'd love to do like a, a me school let's play of you and me playing the division. For it's, sure. it's just this is a game that you can't really jump into. We're going to have to dedicate at least 30 hours to it, so I don't know if it makes sense to do it as just a let's play. It might have to be its own like mini series. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could do it like that or as like a, a stream and a let's play yeah, or, I, or various things. It would be fun to do. I have an idea for a we series could costume that's like. up for it be a let's play with our costumes. what just dress up as fucking homeless people in new york yeah i mean they're just people off the street well i mean we could get like we'll talk about it more but we, I, I we could get chimax you know? i had some <laughs> ideas for it um yeah so yeah ea will be a big one i'm excited for ea's um obviously we're gonna get their sports stuff they'll yeah. they're gonna There's take the gonna stage they're stuff. gonna talk about awesome games halfway through they're gonna break it up spend 20 minutes on sports and then close with like a closing thing come to ea play and then everyone in the crowd has to buy a microtransaction pretty much um one thing i am really excited for at e3 which i am really hoping to find out more and i'm gonna be super disappointed if we don't uh because my main one was uh, borderlands 3 but i'd love to hear more about cyberpunk 2077 yeah for sure which i think they're gonna they're gonna release more information on probably um, you know it should be coming up they've been putting a lot of work into it um you know there's always that the rumors that we've heard around cd project red as well which is always fun um but yeah, I'm really excited for that. Yeah, Witcher Three is great. Um, I'm a sci-fi fan, but not like a crazy sci-fi fan. Mm-hmm. So I, it sounds well. Cool. And I think I mean since since Cyberpunk 2077 is an like an original vintage IP, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. And I mean, Witcher or CD Projekt Red put so many little hidden Easter eggs into The Witcher that'll be fun to see how many references and things like that they'll pack into it. Um, you know, it makes it just when you can totally nerd out on a game, it makes it really fun and i i just i like cd project red as a studio so much it'll be interesting to see what they do outside of the witcher but i really like the idea of them tackling something that's so different but so similar and i mean just the easter eggs we've already gotten like in witcher 3 spoiler spoiler warning um in witcher 3 siri talking about how she went to another world with flying cars and bows that shoot magic arrows and blah, da, 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 da. and the whole thing i was thought she was big... just talking about earth no no she was referencing cyberpunk 2077 which that's uh, kind of cool cd project red has confirmed so it'd be cool to be in cyberpunk 2077 and then have like a reference to siri or something that'd, that'd be, be pretty sweet that'd be neat the girl with the weird eyes or whatever right exactly or just why is uh, this chick running around with a sword <laughs> so what to you would be like your dream announcement if you could have any game announced at e3 what would it be Ooh, that is a good question um if i could have any game announced honestly this is going to sound like a shock um like something that we just know that nobody's working on <laughs> yeah it could be anything uh mercenaries 3 that would be a great game oh mercenaries 2 is so great God, mercenaries 2 is so good mercenaries 1 the cheat codes were awesome i just yeah. remember being able to be like a fighter pilot and i thought they looked super <laughs> cool um but mercenaries 2 yeah i fucking i dig that i game. would love a mercenaries 3 do i I've I've read and it's been a while since I've read up on it, but I remember they started one and it got canceled like several times. Do they support co-op in Mercenaries too, like online? It's, it's still been so long. I it, think so. no, uh, because it's still on Origin. You can still buy it for like five bucks. I th- because that would be a fun one. Like that's not a game that I would sit down and like beat the story for, but that's something I would go play and like right? just stick around in. I'm not sure, just because I never played it online. I was a kid and I played it on Xbox 360. And my mom was a butthead and wouldn't let me get Xbox Live Gold unless I paid for it. Same, yeah. Well, oh, what, I, a, what a monster. My almost, until I was like 14 or 15, my entire experience with the, um, it would have been like 14, with the 360 was through my like childhood best friend. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I would basically just go over to his house and we'd like veg out on video games all weekend, every weekend. That's what like my whole one of my favorite series, which another release that I'm hoping we're hoping to find out more about is uh, Kingdom Hearts three. That fucking could not care less about that game. Oh god, I'm so excited. Did do um, you see that new trailer that they released a while back? Mm-mm. So it <laughs> there's a monster ink world that they go to, and it's like monster versions of them. Oh, I saw that. And they that, look yeah. ridiculous. I uh, did see that. I'm I'm I've never played the game, so obviously like that could be a fun thing for us to do together is like make me play Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts see it's tough, because to Kingdom Hearts I <sighs> Kingdom Hearts is a tough one because I think they've really kind of put themselves against a wall. They're it's a super interesting series, and I love I love the whole anime Final Fantasy end of it, and then the whole Disney crossover. I I think it's so interesting. Well, I mean, I was when I first got into Kingdom Hearts, it was because I was super interested in Final Fantasy. See, it's a cool idea, but it's something you would see on a mushroom trip. (laughs) Yeah, but the game is kind of just like a good mushroom trip. But then there's I think they've got you know there's Kingdom Hearts one. Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories and Kingdom Hearts 2 um, that, you know, I could get behind. And then there were so many different, like, you had to keep having these different platforms to play Kingdom Hearts on. And now it's like, if you've only played those three, which are, like, the core story, then by the time Kingdom Hearts 3 starts, you're going to be super confused because it referenced, like, the actual main villain hasn't appeared in the first three games. So, and then you've got to play, like, Dream Drop Distance and everything to, to get the full story. And there's even, like, a movie that you have to watch. Now. That's why I'm not excited for Kingdom Hearts so, 3. <laughs> I think I think the story is good. And I think one thing I like about it is that it's really, on the surface, it's really cute and fluffy and happy. And then when you dig deeper, the story is really dark. And I think being able to balance those, because it's already balancing, you know, a Final Fantasy-esque game and Disney, so I think just having that go into more than just the actual demographic of the game, but going into the core story of it is really cool. Um, and just like the, like, you know, in, in the Kingdom Hearts 1, you literally beat someone up with friendship. Um, so, you know, it, it feels like a fluffy, cute game, but then, like, you get deeper into it, and it's pretty dark. So I really, I really like Kingdom Hearts, and I'm really excited for Kingdom Hearts 3, um, but it's gonna be probably gonna be delayed again <laughs> i mean i've been waiting for kingdom hearts 3 since fifth grade so uh, but i remember like to tie, to tie it back to what we were talking about i remember waiting for that one because uh i had an xbox and my friend had a ps2 and i was at his house all the time to play his ps2 so i could play the kingdom hearts series um so that I mean that was like the first exposure that i had so i kind of had the same thing where i didn't own the game myself until it came out on ps3 for the uh, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5, um, but and I played Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories on my Game Boy. Um, but I remember going to his house like daily, and we would take turns playing like the same levels. So, but we had our our own individual saves. So he would go to Beauty and the Beast world and beat it, and then he'd save his game. He'd exit out. I'd go into Beauty and the Beast world and beat it, and then we just juggle back and forth. And like the other one would just go in a different room. Like I basically lived at his house the whole time we played that game, and we played it again and again and again so i mean i feel like more more than just the game it's kind of just the memories of it um just hanging out with my best friend and that was all we talked about all we cared about was kingdom hearts fifth grade girls had cooties kingdom hearts was badass <laughs> the only like jrp i've ever really loved is persona 5 oh persona 5 so good yeah i know i really need to get back into it um for me it's elder scroll 6 set in the somerset isles um mm-hmm. and the the biggest reason for that so According to Elder Scrolls lore, there 
is a race of like giant monkey people that are very stupid um but idolize the Wait, a whole race of jace <laughs> the jace race no one's gonna get that reference <laughs> jace will get it we'll make sure he hears it caleb will get it caleb you'll get this <laughs> but um <laughs> no uh god we just lost a viewer <laughs> <laughs> there's a giant like race of gorilla people that uh idolize the high elves and like dress like them and act like them i just want to see what they're like well and i'd love i mean there's so much lore in elder scrolls too it'd almost be cool to like Instead of having games going forward, have games going in the past. Or I guess they. Well, they could totally do it. They're like basically they're like flashpoints and Elder Scrolls lore that like you can jump around it. It's crazy. Like I, but I'd love to have a game where you actually meet the Dwemer, like like a living, fully functioning race of Dwemer before everything happens. They're not necessarily all dead too. Like so yeah. So there's another plane, um, Aetherius, that is basically that's where. What a nerd. <laughs> That's where I think that they... I fucking know... I, I know more about religion and other schools than I do, like, real life. Um, <laughs> basically, like, I think they just kind of plinked there. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, like, where they're at. But, like, I well, buy they, the lore books for Elder Scrolls. Like, I've, I've played well, so there was there was the reference in Skyrim where, I mean, they talk about that whole... Where you get to, like, meet... Uh, the Snow Elves. The Snow Elves, yeah. yeah. And they talk about how, like, the Dwemer were driven underground and then killed off. And the, yeah. a lot of the remaining Dwemer and Elder Falmer and things like that. No, 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 no. So, Snow Elves. Are, the remaining... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, essentially, the Dwemer enslaved the Snow Elves, the Falmer. And then, yeah. um, and then they just fucking revolted. Yeah. And now they're horrible beings um there's so much racial ten- i love it all right it. it's the only time it's acceptable to have a favorite race <laughs> breton's all the way <laughs> um Imperials. anyways we've dragged on for about an hour and a half we were originally gonna play um a game of 20 questions uh which would be a lot of fun a reference to the past for some of you um uh, but we'll probably save that for next episode um i'll let jesse think of a character just so he can have a go at it and like research I'll find a um but this has been awesome this should go up sometime on sunday uh we hope you guys all listen to it and love it uh give us a like i'd like to do a giveaway at some point once we reach like a certain amount of views or subscribers for just like a game or something um doesn't make sense at this point um but be sure to follow us on twitter i am at camus corliss uh jesse is at no official jesse um it's a placeholder until we get a better one i just can't think of any <laughs> Uh, me school is at me school games you can also follow us on instagram subscribe to us on youtube the whole spiel follow us on twitch oh yeah definitely follow us on twitch um the me school games twitch there i have it like mostly set up and not all the way set up quite yet um we're basically just going to rotate streaming that i don't like streaming as much as jesse does so he'll probably be on there more than i will be so if you guys want to see some bronze overwatch performance yeah, so check that out. Oh, yeah. um, see if Thieves will probably be the first time we're like super into streaming. Yeah. Um, but guys, it's been an awesome time. We will see you next week. Uh, it's going to be less of a space this time just because we're trying to record on Thursdays. doesn't always work out. So hopefully the podcast should normally go up on sa- uh, Fridays um, to all your favorite podcast services like SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes. Um, yeah, so we will catch you next time. Um, enjoy the brand new outro music which is also the intro music and we'll see you guys later backwards <laughs> <laughs>